This is my journey from Epilepsy Tasmania. Real stories from people with lived experience of epilepsy and the experts trying to make their lives better. My name's Glenda and I'm happy to share Lila's story because I know there's other families out there that would be going through the same thing and just to let them know they're not alone. Um, Sadly, our story isn't just for us, it's for others. They go through the same degrees, if not worse. Um, In those nights when you're waiting to hear that your little ones come out of the seizure, you do feel alone and I'm sure other people would have gone through that as well. She's seven years old and ironically enough, Lila was born on uh, Purple Day, which was the 26th of March. And I was fortunate enough to be there for her birth. So um, I, I saw Lila come into the world and I got to hold her for the first couple of hours um, and I actually remember looking into her eyes and, and wondering what sort of life this little one would have. So, but however, I didn't imagine her life would be as it is now. Lila had her first convulsion when she was three months old. So she had it in the bath. Um, she was having a bath with her older sister, Maya. So she was taken to hospital and not knowing what it was all about, quite scary for my daughter, Rebecca and it was put down to a febrile convulsion. However, from three months of age, she continued to have seizures, and so she was diagnosed um, with epilepsy in December of that year, so she was nine months old. Apparently, it was quite young to be um, diagnosed with that. Um, From there, Lila continued to have very prolonged seizures. So there was a lot of long nights and a lot of Googling, as you do as grandparents. I think when she was about three years old, she was diagnosed with Dravet syndrome, which is the severe form of epilepsy. And what does that mean for a young kid? Um, It means, with Lila's condition, it means that there's a whole host of other things apart from the seizures that she deals with. So she has ADHD, autism, uh, she's had a lazy eye so she needed glasses, Um, she has occupational therapy, speech therapy, because each time she seizured she would then regress with her fine motor skills and she wasn't hitting milestones as well so then she needs additional help with that. So Lila's been in and out of hospital for most of her life, but the past 12 months have been the most difficult. In July last year, Glenda was called to the hospital after Lila had had a very serious seizure. You know, she came home a couple of days later. However, she just wasn't right. She was lethargic and and Beck just knew that she wasn't right. So she took her back to the hospital and then overnight Lila slipped into unconsciousness and she was seizuring. Um, So Lila actually seizured for 17 days and um, the test confirmed that she had paraflu, which is uh, like a form of the influenza virus. So Lila was in hospital for three weeks. Lila started to improve, however her setbacks were quite severe. Um, She was finding difficulty speaking and walking. It had really set her back. 
us being here in, in Tassie as well, it's very difficult. Like you're on the end of the phone, you're waiting for news, you can't, you know, we run a business, um, so you have to concentrate on that all the while in the back of your mind. Um, you are worrying about this this little granddaughter of ours, you know, and wanting to be over there when they need you. Um, there's plenty of times I've just got the webjet icon on the desktop ready to go if I need to. The last year was quite difficult. Um, my husband Daryl and I went over in September and we saw um, how far Lila had regressed. Um, she couldn't walk, she could barely speak. She could of course say nan nan and, and pa but it was very limited speech and she couldn't walk. She was crawling around the backyard so it was quite a different child <clears throat> to what we we normally expect to see when we go over there. It turned out that she um, she had extremely high ammonia levels, so she was um, toxic with the um, epileptic meds. So they took her off those. Apparently, when you have high ammonia levels, it, it could be fatal if it's not detected in time, but it was. Mm. Um, and after that, she was discharged after two weeks. But she continued to have the nasal gastric tubing because she wasn't um, she wasn't drinking, so she needed her fluids, otherwise she'd dehydrate, and then it was getting to a very um, hot time in Perth as well, so the temperature was, yeah, uh, quite high over there at the time, so she needed to get the fluids in. So that's um, that turned her around in regards to she started um, speaking more, being able to walk on her own. Um, so that's sort of where she is at the moment with her with her condition. She's improving uh, with the help of therapy and all that sort of thing as well. What does the future have in store for Lila? Lila will always need her condition managed. She will always need help with with um, day to day. She will need medication for the ADHD, autism, you know, the other issues that she has. Uh, she goes to school, so she goes to a mainstream school where her sister goes, but she has a one-on-one aid with her every day. So she's a bright little girl and she can communicate um, in her own way uh, quite well. And she's she can be stubborn as well, so if she wants something, that's what she wants. And there's no way of coaxing her around it. Yeah, you just have to sort of basically give in to her. But um, yeah, it, it's difficult. She's um, now seven and uh, it's hard for my daughter Beck because, you know, to help Lila through the years, Beck's now got a bad back, bad hips because of, because of you know, assisting Lila as well. So Well, that's the physical toll. Yes. But... The emotional toll this oh. must have taken on not not just yourself, but I mean her parents mm, must have been phenomenal. How are they coping? Beck, you know, she she was saying to me she gets carers burnout. Um, you know, like constant day in day out caring for this child and trying to see a bright future as well. You know, a society where Lila can live 
when you have children, you sort of think, oh, I wonder what they'll do with their life. Oh, they're doing re really well at maths at school, perhaps they'll, you know. And as a parent, you sort of wonder, oh, I wonder how they're going to go when they leave school, will they go to, on to uni? And, that. and I guess Beck is like any other mum. She's thinking, where's Lila going to fit in? Um, and how can we help her with that and all that sort of thing? March is a pretty important month for yes. you and your family. Yes, yes. We're all March babies. So I I was born in March, my birthday's in March. So is Mayers and so is my daughter Beck and so is Lila. Um, over the years we've assisted with fundraising. We put merchandise boxes in our in our buses. We have the passenger run from Georgetown to Launceston. We we put posters up we have done over the years as well and recently We've purchased a new bus for our, our, our new contracts that have come out and uh, we've made a reference to epilepsy on the, on the back of that bus because that bus is called Miss Lila. Purple month and the month of March is really important to us. And if there's one thing you want people to take from your story, what would it be? That there's always hope. There's always hope. And also... You don't know how strong you are or how strong you can be until you are faced conditions that, that some families need to go through. We're not the only ones, but together you can make a difference and to, together you can help each other. To find out more about Purple Month and how you can get involved with Epilepsy Tasmania, help reduce the stigma, help improve the lives of people who are affected by epilepsy, go to epilepsytasmania.org.au. Purple Month is a worldwide grassroots campaign aimed at just getting people talking. My Journey is an Icon Media production for Epilepsy Tasmania. It's produced and a few other things by me, Sam Icon. Sound design is from Nicholas Store. Our music is from Breakmaster Cylinder and Chelsea McGough. And thanks to Glenda for sharing her story. <laughs>